Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. Let us help you escape your mind. Folks, welcome back to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. We have episode number, what is it, 284, 284. Um, so I prepared kind of like a little bit of an episode the other day to do on like ancient Sumerians and things that are real mysteries, things that are myths, things of that nature, but life happens. Uh, X happens with... Uh, <laughs> These um, <laughs> these bodies, these alien bodies being paraded out there. So we'll get to that in a m- moment here. Um, before we get started, if you would like to support Mindscape, all you have to do is click the Linktree link down below. Uh, watch our documentary, which is free on uh, YouTube. It's called As Within, So Without, From UFOs to DMT. Uh, there is a director's cut available on our Patreon, as well as many episodes and um, segments of our podcast with exclusive guests. Um, so go check that out. Uh, if you would like to leave us a nice review, check us out on Spotify or Apple Podcast. We do have video episodes on Spotify. If you are listening on an audio platform, please check out our YouTube channel and subscribe we do all of our shows live and then the audio gets uploaded to the audio platforms. And if you're watching on YouTube, check us out on the audio platform. So, um, what else? Oh, so lately I've been giving shout outs to, um, some, some of the best, uh, glass artists that I find out there. Uh, give another shout out to, uh, my guy, Adam at ambient underscore glass on Etsy. Um, Let's see here. There's a couple more I want to give a shout out to. Uh, let's see, my buddy Sean uh, Jappy on uh, Etsy as well. Uh, Jappy Glass, J A P P E uh, Glass. And let me see here. There's a couple other people. Um, oh, shout! Huge shout out to uh, 
she's one of my favorite as well right now. Uh, Glass by Aaron Carty. Uh, that's Glass by and then E R I N C A R T E E or two E's. I'm sorry. Uh, on Etsy, um, I have a couple uh, heady dropper bottles headed my way with some Grateful Dead and uh, interesting Millies. So thank you so much. Uh, to all those artists, as well as my boy Blake Maisie from Oakwood Hotworks. Check that out. Um, and I'll be giving more shout-outs, shout I'm sure, um, coming up soon. But, yeah, just wanted to highlight those people, uh, what they're doing. Fantastic artists. So, And I like original stuff. Who doesn't? Um, something catches your eye, you know? Um, but, yes, so let's get to what we were going to talk about again. I had a whole thing about ancient Sumeria and the myths and the mystery and all that. Um, I just got done with a ancient Sumerian great courses, uh, audible, which I, I really enjoyed. Uh, I think even if you're into the more woo aspects of that stuff, you should definitely check out and, uh, balance out your knowledge there with what we know through the archeology, span um, or the archeological, archeological record, uh, as well as whatever the mysteries are. I think you got to balance that out, in my opinion, if you want truth. If you don't want truth and you just want to have fun or, you know, whatever, that's cool, too. Um, whatever you're into. I take this stuff pretty seriously because I am looking for truth. So uh, don't be offended if I say things that you don't like hearing. Um, so let's get to what's been going on the last uh, 24 hours here yesterday. <laughs> so last night I uh, I took an edible and I was just scrolling through Twitter and like as it was kicking in, I started seeing this video from some uh, Mexican government hearing on UAP and aliens and all that and, and extraterrestrials. Um, so, uh, you know, naturally you want to look more into this this stuff and, and, and what's going on. So I started to do more research and I mean, the video when I first started, like when I first saw it, I started laughing because it, it looks exactly like E.T. Uh, without any skin kind of let me see if I can pull up a picture here um, let's see here there you go so this is a picture of uh, I think there was three bodies if I'm not mistaken um, so that was one of them here's another one um, so they kind of had them like just they had them in these like coffin boxes and uh this, uh, these guys just like lift these boxes off, you know, and, and it's in obviously Spanish and you can find the translations. I read through a lot of the translations and there's, I think there's people that have translated it now too. So go check that out. Um, yeah, upon first glance, I thought that's fake as hell. And this is kind of embarrassing. Um, and there was a lot of people saying that by the way. Um, but there's always this like small group that's like, well, we need to do more research. We need to, you know, we need to, uh, always on uh, UFO X now, as we call it, uh, formerly known as UFO Twitter. Um, there's always people trying to squeeze every last, you know, belief out of everything, even when it's like a known. You even have, I saw Tom DeLong. somebody like one person had a take where they thought it was real. And of course, Tom DeLong got on that train. Uh, you, you, you can't, uh, you can't make this shit up. So, um, <clears throat> so, <laughs> uh, 
again, upon first glance, I will show this thing again. This looks like a dead E.T., like Steven Spielberg had some had this thing made. This does not look even, even what I think of like when I think of a gray. And I've seen, I've seen things in altered states of consciousness. So that's not that ain't it. Um, and if that's if the other thing, and we'll talk about this later, is this is not the first time this has happened. Uh, and now we're going to get into why there's actual proof um, that this is fake. So, okay. Um, so there was a hearing on, U again, UFOs, UAP. And, and here's the other thing. Uh, Ryan Graves, who's one of the pilots that actually seen, has seen, a, you know, or uh, experienced these things within our government and, and as a pilot, uh, was there, I believe... Avi Loeb was there too. Uh, this is pretty embarrassing, you know, from from that regard because we, over the last five or six years, whatever you think about UFOs and aliens and UAP, something real is happening out there. There's no denying that. That's why I'm fascinated with the topic. So whatever you believe, um, even if you know, worst case, like the least you could think about this whole thing is that it's some sort of crazy mind virus where everybody believes this thing. So something is happening. So even the most skeptical person, you have to admit that it's weird that all these people have experienced this stuff. So I don't think that anybody's questioning that weird stuff happens and um, this stuff's been happening forever. However, there's always hoaxers. There's always people making this thing a joke, um, whether trying to capitalize on it, make money, make content, whatever. I mean, even half of UFOX is just making stupid content that people are just eating up that's just <laughs> it's like on a daily basis they ask like the most basic question and there'll be like 125 retweets of this thing it's pretty ridiculous but i mean whatever i guess that there's a whole formula uh for all that that you know just you know use a little bit more discernment uh use epistemology don't be part of the algorithm um because it's not a good algorithm in my opinion um all right. So the person wheeling this thing out is researcher Jamie Masson. I guess this is somebody that's like a disgraced reporter. Um, not even like a Geraldo, like worse than a Geraldo uh, type. Um, and um, under oath, this guy says that almost one third of this DNA is unknown from these beings. Um <sighs> Um, and that they weren't specimens that were part of terrestrial evolution, according to this Jamie guy. Um, now, friend of the show, Chris Wolford, he's also in our documentary. Um, you know, he's tapped into this stuff. He knows a decent amount about it. Um, he thinks this was a deliberate setup um, to make the Mexican government look bad. He pointed out, well, he, he posted something, and I think you can go find it on his timeline. I think it was David Altman or somebody saying that they worked with somebody um, and that they pointed out that the bodies were found on an archaeological dig, and then the U.S. government came in and held everything up for a while. Uh, I, you know, I don't know what the purpose was. I, again, I wasn't really, I had a lot of stuff going on earlier today, so I just tried to look as much as I could, but... Um, you know, I guess w if that happens, like, what were they doing there? Were they trying to make sure it wasn't real? And if it was real, did they take anything? Um, or were they, did they show up? They saw what this thing was. It looks like a dead ET. They start laughing their asses off and they get in their choppers and they go home. I don't know. Uh, but um, 
or were they planting a seed to to you know call out this sort of chicanery i don't know i don't know um so last night though when i was watching this i'm like how come nobody's there was like one or two people i think uh um what was it danny silva there's a couple people making a stink about it on twitter or x i'm sorry uh and I was wondering why none of the big dogs were coming out and saying anything. Um, and then today I saw Gary Nolan, who's a biologist and who studied some anomalous skeletons or, you know, a lot of the stuff that in these fringe fields that people want, you know, looked at. I know that he looked at Ada, which was the Stephen Greer um, skeleton that he was pushing you know that was extraterrestrial which again from the atacama desert in peru um all right so yeah kudos to gary nolan for coming out and at least acknowledging what's happening and giving some sort of scientific breakdown of what the process would be if it was taken seriously uh and ryan graves who was at the hearing uh also came out and said that he was embarrassed which great that's awesome i think that again Let's be honest with ourselves here. You know, I can't even imagine um, sharing one of my crazier, more anomalous experiences that is real to me. Um, and then being in a room with a dude that's a known. Okay, so this is what I'll get to this. The Jamie Masson guy is a known hoaxer faker. He's been associated with a million hoaxes. And I'll get to that in a second. Um but yeah, so again, last night I was thinking, where are the big dogs calling this out? And you know, today a couple people stepped up and were like, "Yeah, this is this is bullshit." Um, let's see here. And I also want to point out too, and I know some people have different views on this stuff, but being into the ancient stuff and the cultures and the the skeletons and everything, obviously, you know, archaeology happens. They dig up bones, whether they be you know hominins or early hominins or they're just ancient people from, you know, a couple thousand years ago. I think we have to treat these bodies with the respect. They were people or whatever they, you know, beings at one point. Um, so, like, the desecration, like, there's rumors that these are hybrids of multiple um, skeletons um, and different things. Uh, so the desecration of indigenous peoples and their bones for exploitation is just fucking disgusting. And anyone in the UFO field or archaeology field, there's a couple archaeologists that love dabbling in this stuff too. Uh, this kind of shit just needs to stop. You're pathetic and you look like morons. So uh, keep it moving. Um, you know, that being said, you know, somebody my boy Adam he's like yeah we need to look we need to do more research in these things and I agree let's let's analyze them let's make sure you know it is what it is but when they're tied to again here so I know I've heard of this guy before even before today like a, a bunch of times this Jamie Masson guy again he's like a known hoaxer faker uh this dude I think his name's Scott Brown posted this like huge chart of all the stuff that Jamie Masson's been associated with you can go find it on scott brown's twitter but i'll read off some of them dude's been associated with like 40 hoaxes um one was the ship that supposedly accompanied hale bop uh which led to basically uh, uh you know heaven's gate cult uh which if you don't know about that go look into that. that's pretty nuts um the ufo sighting uh you know the um during the uh, eclipse of 91 
uh, Venus. Uh, fake photographs of Carlos Diaz Martinez and, an and his alien tripod. Um, let's see here. Um, he supports the Billy Meyer hoax uh, photographs and films. Photograph. It says the photographs and videos of hoaxer Arturo Gil. Um, let's see here. Sorry, I'm just trying to find like some of these. I don't even know. I think they're probably tied to Latin America or Mexico. Uh, the SETI message in 1974, Masson said, uh, was answered in, um, I don't know, Chill Bolton's Croce? I don't know what the hell that even means. I don't even know what that... Um, okay, so, again, dude's been associated with a ton of these things. Um, <laughs> uh, fake, you know... Uh, messages and things around the volcanoes Popocatete. i don't even know how to pronounce that um let's see here oh the condensation trails from the the um i'm sure you've seen you know some of those ufo videos with the condensation trails the flying horse um let's see here said it was real because it was moving Sorry, this text is just super tiny. Um, let's see here. Oh, yeah, the, he, he was one of the people that was claiming cyber chaos was going to happen after 2000, which there was no proof that that was going to happen. I remember everybody was worried that all the computers were going to shut off or you know, all sorts of crazy shit was going to happen. Um, let's see here. Lots of UFO stuff. Lots. Of, I've never even heard of half of these UFO hoaxes, but I believe that they're hoaxes. Um the uh Sidonia humanoid face on Mars that's partly him uh yeah again just tons of these things I'll try and I'll post a link to Scott Brown's post below so you can look at it there's a whole list um so maybe the Mexican government didn't do their due this was an open hearing so I should point that out this wasn't like they were conducting like how we maybe conduct conducted ours, you know, with when we had uh, Grush and all that uh, testify. So this was anybody can come on there. So I mean, I mean, I don't know why they would have graves and lobe and everybody if it was going to be that kind of a thing too. I don't know. There's just lots of like weird stuff, but um, I don't know. I, again, it's just so fake. I'll pull up the image again. This thing's definitely, uh, again, it looks like Steven Spielberg. Uh, they had some E.T., like E.T.'s in an old warehouse, and it, it, the, the the latex or whatever just came off or wore off. That's what this thing looks like, these bones. <clears throat> if, uh, and I'm always open to being wrong. I don't think I am, but I'm I'm open to it. If more evidence came out or whatever, but I don't I don't think that that's going to be the case. Um, so is it real or fake? I mean, there's a lot of evidence to suggest that it's definitely fake, in my opinion. If you think it's real, I would have to say go back and just check everything out again. I don't, I don't know. 
I try not to like disparage people, but at the same time, it's like, even when I first got into this, I knew I still had a level of discernment of what could be real. And, you know, like there's, there's reasonable, logical thinking and then not. So like, let's just take all the information away from what I just said. If you watch the hearing and I urge everybody to go watch it, go check out on uh, X or whatever social media platform. I'm sure that there's videos of this, uh, but they were playing all over X. Anyways, go watch it. If this was a real, like a real alien body, you know, like no doubt this is, do you think that it would be in some sort of like dry wooden coffin? <laughs> do you, th you don't think that there would be dudes wearing biological hazard suits or some level of like scientific, rigor around wheeling these things out you think it's just willy-nilly let's bring out a, a you know a wooden casket and 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 just pull off the top and there's an alien no no that's not how that works um and i've had people throw around i hate this because it's so common now and they don't people most people don't even understand the word ontology or what ontolo ontological shock is but um if you were to have real ontological shock, and I have had it before, um, it's kind of similar to a paradigm shift in a way, but you you get this like feel like this rush over you where it's like, is this this can't be real? Um, and I've only had it a couple times in my life, um, but I know when I saw that video, I started laughing, and it wasn't just because I was on an edible. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's clearly to me a hoax or a fake that aspect of it. I'm not saying any of the other testimonies. I don't really, you know, like obviously Ryan Graves was there. Avi Loeb, those people are associated with practical and realistic things that have happened with the phenomenon. Uh, Avi Loeb just found those, um, spherules from, you know, intergalactic space and Ryan Graves was part of all the sightings uh, that was happening. Um, so yeah, again, mixed, mixed on uh, all the other stuff. The, in terms of these bodies though, I mean, I just, like I said, if it was real, I don't think, and, and hypothetically, let's just say we were involved. There's no way we would have let them keep, like if, let's say, like, as I mentioned before, Chris Wolford mentioned, the story about David Altman and how he was with a guy who was saying that, oh, they held us, you know, for blah, 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 because we found these skeletons or mummies or whatever. If that was the case, we wouldn't be like, we wouldn't show up, check them out and be like, yep, that's all right. You can keep that. Um, they wouldn't be there anymore. So if that's what they have or that's what they were given or that's what was left over, I just don't believe that we would let that fly nor do i believe that and I, I don't know how things are run uh south of the border uh per se but i just have a hard time believing if they had any intel on it that they would allow that to just happen like these people just wheeling these things out like willy-nilly like I, again i don't i'm just speaking from a, a stance of logic and reason so um happy to be wrong so I guess we will see what happens, but that's currently my thoughts on it. Um, if you have some other, you know, proof or information or whatever, I'll, I'm happy always to take a look at it. 
Um, there's some supposedly some big NASA announcement tomorrow. Uh, I don't know what it is, uh, so we'll see about that. Um, I got a few questions about the recent David Grush. There was a um, there was a, uh, um, a like a short documentary or like interview style uh, YouTube video made by this. Uh, do Jesse, I think is his name from, uh, this channel called American Alchemy. Um, people were asking me what I thought about it. So I have a few different thoughts on it. Um, and I've said this before. I believe that David Grush believes what he's saying. I don't, I'm not saying I don't believe. I believe what he's saying. I'm saying it's always comes down to epistemology, theory of knowledge. How do you know what you know? If there's a if there's a game of telephone going, how many people are above him? Like who, how many people do you have to go above him before we get to the person that touched the craft or knows all about all that stuff? You know what I'm saying? So I'm all about this stuff. I love this stuff, but at the same time, it's, you can't just believe anything. You got to ask questions. You got to ask hard questions and you have to be honest with yourself. So um, yeah, so I believe David Grush believes what he's saying, and he came off, you know, a likable dude. It seems like he definitely knows more about UFOs and aliens and stuff like that than I thought that he did. I thought he was just a military person that was told this stuff, but he definitely knows, uh, sounded like he knew what he was, at least a lot of the stuff that's been happening. So, um, there's that. So more people seem to have more of an issue with the dude that made the um the documentary so people were complaining about the thumbnail which made David Grush's eyes kind of look like crazy and I guess people were complaining because um you know it made him look crazy and this is a stigmatized topic already and why would you compound that after all of the progress that's been made to legitimize the uh, military people's sightings and all that stuff um, so there's that aspect of it. Um, I think it's weird that this other dude doing American alchemy, uh, kind of came out of nowhere. I've watched some of his videos after this video, especially cause I'm interested in a lot of the stuff that some of the topics of the videos that he's made and, um, dude doesn't really, I mean, he's not a, He's not like a researcher. I will say this. He makes great, he, they're great at filmmaking and, and editing and, you know, crisp stuff, very crisp stuff. So maybe that's why they chose that way of getting Grush's story out. I don't know. Uh, but in terms of like that dude being a, the Jesse guy being like a source of knowledge or like a go-to or whatever, I mean, he's not asking great questions if, if he's really been investigating this stuff pretty hard or whatever and maybe that's not the point I don't know but um yeah I don't know like I said I, I like to think that we're putting our best people on some of these things to make them more legit um and I'll always push for you know let's do more research let's be smarter let's be more intelligent let's use our, let's use philosophy things like that because I think that that's the only way to get at these things in a proper way I don't think that just believing anything anybody says is going to get us anywhere because it hasn't gotten us anywhere so far. So, and when I say that we've gotten far from believing, but that's people that usually, um, are more interested in the natural processes of things that actually know how to work with 
this material realm. Um, let's see here. So yeah, so that's what I wanted to talk about. Those are my opinions on all that stuff. Um, I guess we'll see what happens. Um, I don't know. I, I, I could go either way. Um, I've gone back and forth since we started this podcast. Um, I just, um, reading American Prometheus and a few biographies about Oppenheimer and some of our more intelligent scientists and classifications and reading books like, you know, ones like, uh, Annie Jacobson's written on like paperclip and all the secret programs and area 51 and all that. I just knowing all that stuff and then doing own research and listening to podcasts and talking with people that know what's up. I don't know. I just get the vibe that maybe, um, I don't know, maybe we, we don't know as much as we pretend to know. Um, so we'll see. Happy to be wrong. Let's see what happens. Time will tell. Uh, I know it's a cop out, but it is what it is. All right. So now we're going to get to the part of the episode. This is what I prepared. This is all I was going to do. And then all that other stuff came up. So, um, I've been trying to stay away from more of the UFO alien stuff, but I mean, that was just people sending me messages and emails and stuff. I felt like I should just address it. So, um, one more time, let's pull up ET. All right. Um, what do you think? Real, fake? Leave a comment. Leave a message. Send me an email. Let me know what you think. I don't really, um, I don't know. <laughs> we'll move on. All right. So not to get to the part uh, that I was mentioning before, the Sumerian stuff. So I get a lot of emails and messages, and I try and address them. And uh, obviously when we do these live episodes, if somebody asks a question in live chat or something, I try and do my best to incorporate it in the show. Sometimes I don't get to it. Sometimes I do. If there's a guest, it's a little bit harder. But... Um, people keep asking me about Sumerian stuff and have been for months. Um, I, in terms of what I think about the Sumerians, I think that they're obviously very, very important. Um, I think a lot of what the people are asking me about is like the ancient alien stuff. I, I, I've mentioned this many times. I don't think that there's any, um, alien interactions with the Sumerians based on, all the stuff that I've looked into and I've also recently finished a great courses, um, uh, a great courses audible on Sum uh, ancient Sumer. And, uh, I highly recommend it. Let me see if I can pull up the lady's name here. Um, if you don't use audible, I actually recommend it. And this isn't an ad or anything. It's just, uh, they do, uh, they do have so many interesting things and you can take these you can listen to these uh they're like um professors giving these courses and talks on these different topics uh, i like a lot of the ancient ones but you can uh they've got all sorts of different topics i've listened to ones on like philosophy of mind and physics and stuff like that too um let me see here where is that um let's see 
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Oh, another great course is uh, one that I re-listened to recently was Gnosticism from Nag Hammadi to the Gospel of Judas. So if you're into like Gnosticism or find it interesting, that's a really good one. It'll give you the history on it. Um, where the hell did that go? I was just listening to it. I don't know. Um, anyways. <laughs> I can't find this thing. <laughs> It's going to piss me off. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Ancient Mesopotamia. Uh, so it's the great courses. So it's Mesopotamia. It's more than just Sumer, but, you know, Akkadia, uh, Babylonia. Um, so that's uh, Professor Amanda. What's her name? Podney. Um, so, yeah, check that out. I love the ancient Egypt one, too. It's with Bob uh, Breer um, or Breyer. I don't know how you pronounce his last name. Uh, that one's very, very good. Anyways, um, so I want to talk about this. So somebody was asking about the winged um, gods. So there's different ones. There's the ones with like um, that look like they're like kind of like minotaurs with wings. Those are called Lamaso um, or Lamai, and that's actually not even Sumerian. Uh, that's Assyrian. So that's one thing I'll point out before we get started. Uh, most people do get Assyrian uh, reliefs, Sumerian stuff, and um, a lot of the reliefs that you see that people like the ancient handbags and the Abkalu, and that's all that's all Assyrian. That's mostly Assyrian. Um, when you see the one with the like the cylinder scroll one with the supposed well and that's what we'll talk about in a second but the supposed cylinder scroll one with the planets around the sun or whatever how would they know there's that many planets or whatever that's a cylinder scroll that is uh sumerian um but yeah a lot of people get babylonia sumerian acadia uh, all that kind of stuff mixed up but the main thing is people keep asking about is anunnaki um so, um, the Anunnaki are only mentioned, actually, I've tried, I went back and I looked, they're not mentioned that often, um, <laughs> they're not mentioned often, uh, at all, but people use this thing like it's this word, like they know what they're talking about, um, and I believe it translates into, um, royal seed or something along that line, not from above, 
Wentz came or whatever people say. That's not what it is. It's royal seed. Um, and, you know, they're called the Anuna or the Anu. Um, Anunnaki is Akkadian as well. Um, you will not... You, I don't know if I've ever seen an image of the Anunnaki, by the way. I don't know if, I don't think they're ever depicted. Um, so that's kind of important because people always put these pictures up like the, again, they know what they're talking about. Um, if you can find a picture for me of the Anunnaki, I'd be, I want to see it. I would like to see it. And again, don't send me the Assyrian pictures because I'll pull up some stuff right now. That's not Anunnaki. That, um, this Apkalu, um, one of the sages, that's Assyrian, Assyrian, ancient handbag, Assyrian, this is Gobekli Tepe, I don't know why I just pulled that up, um, what else we got here, that's Darren Kuyu, well I guess all these, so this is Darren Kuyu, the underground cave that thir supposedly 30,000 people could fit in underneath, uh, uh, I think, the Cappadocia region of uh, Turkey. This is, again, Gobekli Tepe. Um, so, yeah, these are all Assyrian, those those reliefs. Um, but people will use those as their Anunnaki or blah, 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 blah. Uh, so the term Anunnaki, you know about it, though, is because of Zachariah Sitchin, who was a pseudo-researcher slash author, wrote, um, I forget all the names of his book. The Twelfth Planet, I think, is one. And I've read these. He, every word he hangs on, like the word Adam, instead of like Adam and Eve, the word Adam, but it means the particle Adam, how did they know? You know, like stuff like that. Like this dude's just out of his mind. Um, uh, there's no temples or structures that have ever been dedicated to uh, the Anunnaki as well. So if they were such important gods, um, this is where I don't like the fringe communities because they will use double speak on this. They'll say, oh, these, these beings were so important, they erected this megalithic structure to it. But then when you say, oh, well, there's no structures ever dedicated to the Anunnaki. So these are the most important alien gods, and there's no structure for for these beings? That doesn't make any sense to me um, from that logic, which I don't even subscribe to that logic anyways. But, um, yeah. So, again, I'm just pointing out facts here. I've looked into this stuff. I've spent hours into this. If you would like to do so and you can find contradicting information, Happy to hear about it. Let's have a debate. Uh, but this is just what I found. Um, there's these other gods called the Igigi. Um, so the Anunnaki were like kind of like the primordial gods or the more ancient gods. Like, I don't know if I would compare this to like Nut and Geb, like some of the more ancient Egyptian ones. Um, the Igigi were more of like the newer pantheon, if you will. Um, and I believe... Um, trying to think of one Enlil maybe I think people would know Enki is the most famous one people know I know I've heard everybody use that one but Enlil uh, part of that um, and I believe that the uh, the Agigi are the ones that came from above 
and the Anunnaki come from the Earth or lower Earth. I, again, I don't know their mythology too well, but so that's what I found regarding that. So we keep talking about these gods and these animal head gods. I think it's more interesting, for instance, here, I'll pull this up. So you see here the tree of life um, in between these Apkalu. Um, and above you have the uh, the god that's, I think, a Hura Mazda. Um, the thing below it, these this is what I'm interested in. What is the pine cone in the hand? And that bag we've talked about a million times, I still can't find anything. I, I found, like, what it probably mean in like you know mesopotamia or like ancient sumer you know stuff like that but when you like so then why is it in all of these depictions across the world that's where i that, that's what i don't understand is how these things get across cultures and continents and things like that and then we say oh yeah they didn't they didn't have any contact with each other so is that some sort of collective conscious thing happening is that you know, one person builds a pyramid, all of a sudden everybody starts building pyramids, somebody starts making ancient handbags, and that starts, you know, infecting the rest of the world. I don't know. Um, that's one I don't know. I'll look into that one more. There, there, maybe there is a better explanation. I just haven't found it. Um, so, yeah, look at the, the pine cone in the hand. I don't know what that symbolizes, but that tree, and I've talked about this with few people. So Chris Bennett, uh, who we've had on the show, he's a cannabis historian. Um, and I've talked about this with PD Newman, I think a little bit too, like that could be a cannabis plant. I don't see why that we know about Soma. We know that there's definitely cannabis oils and resins found from ancient Israel all the way across to the Kush, all the way across, uh, the step. Um, we know about Soma and Homa and the Indo-Iranian breakoffs, and then that led to the, you know, this is all stuff I've talked about on the show. So if you're interested, go check out the What Was Soma series. So you have the Indo-Iranian breakoffs. Uh, some of the people went to northwestern India, and that led to the creation of the Rig Veda um, and all that, and Soma and the Soma rituals. Um, and then you have the other breakoff, which goes down to uh, Iran, and you have, you know, Homa uh, and all the rituals that led to Zoroastrianism and the Avesta, all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, these are this is this stuff's important. There's no doubt, and there is mysteries uh, associated with it. It's just let, let's do, let's get rid of this BS. Let's get rid of the BS theories and start looking at the real theories. What was Soma for sure? What was you know, was Soma and Homa, where did it start off as cannabis and then eventually shift into something else? Maybe the change in geography changed access to different uh, local plants, entheogens, whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. These are these are the things that I find interesting that I think are actual real mysteries and questions. Um, and I don't know, was the tree of life a cannabis plant? I don't know. Hopefully. It's my tree of life. So, um, so yeah, that's what we got with that. Okay. So I couldn't find the picture of it, but there's one with, there's a picture of a cylinder seal, um, that depicts, um, there's a God on the right, all the way to the right of it. And you could probably find this. I think they've shown it on like ancient aliens a million times, but there's a God all the way to the right. Um, and there's somebody giving the God 
or the God's giving somebody tech, you know, they're giving them like a plow, a basket, like agricultural stuff. So this is probably depicting the gods giving humans agriculture. Um, but then you get down to um, the other part of it on the left. And there's, um, so there's what looks like a star. It's like a circle with like a five point star drawn around it. And then a bunch of littler planet looking things around it. So most people look at that and like, oh, there's a, they somehow knew that there was six planets or seven planets circling that you know the sun or whatever how did they know that um first of all that's not the symbol for the sun in ancient sumer um not at all uh there's different things i think uh there's a word for all heavenly bodies or all astral bodies and then there's another word for like the sun and the moon and the planets so i think uh let me put it down somewhere in my notes Udu idim, something, something along those lines, I think is more of the bigger um, astronomical bodies. And then mole or mul, uh, which is like everything. Anyways, you can look up the picture of like the actual, it looks like more of like a sun di disc um, with like little intricate patterns in the disc. It's not a five point star like shown in, in that thing. So either their symbolism isn't consistent or uh, that's just flat out wrong. So I think it's probably flat out wrong. Um, but yeah, so that's not the symbol for their sun. Um, so whatever that thing was circling, it seemed to be, like I said, more of just probably stars in the sky or something like that or a constellation maybe. Um, people ask about Nibiru these again this is this is we can all think uh <laughs> we can all think what's his face old man ancient aliens for this um Nibiru um so that word doesn't mean like some hidden planet or anything like that from what I could find in cross-referencing things just means like to cross or to like pass by or whatever so which if you think about it makes sense. It wasn't used that often either. Um, so what I'm thinking is it was probably used to... Um, so like instead of maybe like some sort of eclipse or watching something, you know, a, a planet pass by something or a star or something like that, uh, I could totally see that. Um, but yeah, Nibiru has some sort of like... Uh, thing coming by every 30,000 years or 6,000, whatever they say. I don't know. That's so stupid. Um, but yeah, just Nibiru means like to cross, like to pass by. Um, yeah. I just, again, <laughs> and you know, we've talked about this before. I don't even think I did the level of research in the past debunking it that I just did on all these. Um, but I've gotten better. So I look for the origins of things. I start looking at our, you know, papers, translations, things like that. If you want to find the truth or look, I love studying the mind. I'm not perfect. I've got my own issues. I, I recognize my own biases. I try and be honest with myself and fix myself. I used to believe a lot of this stuff too. So I'm not exempt from any of this stuff. I'm just using the knowledge that I've gained 
through the process of looking at all the stuff and all the research and putting in the time and reading all the books. And I'm just trying to share with all of you the stuff that I've learned uh, through going through being interested in the most woo. I started out most woo, the most woo, and now I'm here. So this is my travels. I didn't want to be here. I was hoping that the woo was woo and it was, you know, <laughs> it was going to be fun and, and, and we were going to live in the woo. Um, but that's not truth or at least what I would consider truth. I don't know. Maybe we all have different levels of truth, but, uh, I don't know. Um, so in my opinion though, a real mystery there's, I tried to find like, who were the people that made up ancient Sumer? Like, where did they come from? So there's a same thing as Gobekli Tepe. Oh, now they're saying hunter gatherers from a bunch of different regions or whatever kind of converged there. Um, it, for ancient Sumer, there's no real um, consensus on where these people came from. Supposedly, based on their writing, um, people have found similarities in Caucasus region, ancient you know symbolism, and Basque region. I think some other Slavic countries, maybe I forget. Um, yeah, and and you know, the, there's the different periods. There's the Uruk from uh, 4,000 to 3,100 BC in the Ubaid from, uh, 5,500 to like 6,800, I think. So Mesa, if you're asking me about that region, Mesopotamia is super rich, um, in terms of like all this mystery and interesting stuff. Um, and one thing, so next or this Tuesday coming up, I have Dr. Michael Masters on the show, who's been in our documentary. He's been on the show a bunch of times. Uh, he wrote the book, Identified Flying Objects, and his most recent one about the tempestrial uh, model. Um, he, he has, he's the one, you know, going over the theory, and, and uh, he's added a lot to the idea of, like, the basically that we are um, time tra or the aliens are time travelers, and uh, they're basically us. From the future coming back to check us out but he's a uh, anthropologist uh, he's a uh, biological anthropologist and professor from montana tech so we're going to talk a little bit more about evolution i think this time i have a lot of questions um i was just watching something on like um where was i watching uh oh no that was on rogan where they were talking about like feral pigs and how um a pig can go from being a domesticated pig to a feral pig based on this like special type of gene uh, within months. So it can go from like a pink, cute, cuddly barnyard pig to like wild boar tusks creating havoc in the wild. So that makes me think about us. Like we supposedly based on anthropology, from what I understand, we domesticated ourselves. So if we domesticated ourselves, were we these wild, hairy, <laughs> warring beasts uh, before? And then now we're these docile, well, we're not docile, we're still warring beasts, but maybe we're, we look a little different. We lost our hair. We're not as amped up. I don't know. These are the things that I want to talk about. I'm interested in. So how did we get, how are we so different? Why are we so different than other primates, hominins? You know, that's the stuff we'll be talking about. Um, but yeah, I just, um, 
I don't know where I was going with it. I forgot. Um, we're going to talk about uh, all that stuff. Oh, um, let me know what you think. I mean, if you think that what I'm saying is wrong or you have evidence against it, let me know. I'm happy to happy to be wrong. Again, nobody's rarely do I get an email or a text or whatever saying I did. I said this wrong or I got this. Not saying I'm always right. I'm just saying like, if you do have, you know, I would like to, you know, be wrong. Sometimes I learn, I like learning and it, when I'm wrong, I learn. Um, and this podcast up until this point has been me getting a ton of shit wrong. Uh, and Maurice too. I know Maurice isn't here, but he, Maurice has learned a ton too. Um, and, uh, we'll be doing an episode with Maurice soon. He just got back from a hiking trip in the Tetons and he's making a video on his trip through there. And, uh, you know, we'll put that up on our channel as well. And we're tossing toss around some ideas for the next big project. Obviously our documentary now, um, it's done and over with in terms of like, you know, the time and effort that we've put into it. So it's time to move on to something else. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I have some ideas and, uh, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to touch on. We touched on the, let's pull it up one more time. E.T. You there? Are you there? E.T. Uh, that is a faked, uh, debunked, uh, alien. And if I'm wrong, I'll say, oh, I got that wrong, but I'll stick to what I'm saying right now. <laughs> um, let's get it. Let's get a different view. There you go. Uh, all rolled out by fake researcher, Jamie Masson. And, uh, if you're interested again in looking at the million things that he's hoaxed, uh, you can go on to Scott Brown's x page and he's got a whole list um let's see here so we talked about that we talked about the sumerians we talked about the grush documentary that came out yeah i think that was it it was all the stuff people reached out about on top of all the stuff that i wanted to just get out there um dr michael masters is going to be on next tuesday night um i'm trying to think working on getting um uh, Bobby Azarian back on soon. Uh, his book, The Romance of R Reality. If you haven't go, if you haven't seen my, I think we did a two part episode. If you haven't seen that or listened to that, go check that out. Super interesting guy. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. Give another shout out to all of our peeps out there. Check this out. This. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Let's see here. Here we go. Nope. Wrong one. Shout out to my boy Adam at ambient underscore glass on Etsy. If you like hand-blown headies, go check out this glass artist, Adam. Um, no, but seriously, Adam does great stuff. Go check that out. Um, he sent me this uh, pendant and dropper uh matching set love it thank you so much and uh shout out to uh glass by e-i-r-n aaron and then carte c-a-r-t-e-e -E. um sean jape or jap i think it's uh it's so his is j-a-p-p-e -P -P -E glass on etsy 
And some of these pieces are pricey. I'm not going to lie. You know, they're not the most expensive, but they're pricey. Uh, but you, you get what you pay for. Um, and the function and, you know, Chinese glasses shit. So um, I don't think I need to point that out. But, you know, within the glass, the glass art and the functional glass art community, it's known that like Chinese glasses shit, USA glasses the best, Germany uh, it's got some decent glass. Um, and you want the, uh, borosilicate too. Um, so yeah, pay attention to all that, but yeah, so that's what makes glass more expensive, higher quality, and then the craftsmanship that goes into it. And then even like the colors, like I have specific colors on a lot of the glass that I like, and I'm interested in, like, I like a lot of the slimes and the, uh, opals and things like that. And some of those you know, the glass to make that is more expensive. So the pieces are more expensive. So, um, but yeah, I want to do it. We're going to do an episode too. Oh, shout out to Andrew Tischler. Check out Andrew Tischler glass on, uh, Instagram as well. And you can check out, I think Adam's got a Instagram page to, uh, ambient, uh, glass on there as well. Um, but yeah, sh check out Andrew Tischler's page. Uh, he does a lot of chirp sets, amazing marble work. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else. Like I said, I just want to highlight originality. I'll be working on some music stuff too, highlight some musicians as well. Um, yeah, I like, like, let's get creative. I'm so sick of like remakes and, you know, movies suck now and they're all like remakes or like superhero movies. Like I just want original stuff. Just is it too hard to ask for original stuff? Just use your originality. If you're creative, Start being creative. Uh, we need that in the world. So that might even be the purpose of life. And I'm not even joking. So, All right. Let's start to wrap it up here. Um, if you want to support Mind Escape, the best way to do it is just to click the link tree link down below. Uh, I really appreciate everybody that's helped support the show over the years. If you've, there's, we have Patreon members from when we first started so thank you so much for that uh shout out to top escapee sandy shout out to uh you know everybody that i haven't talked to in a while uh we're going to be getting a bunch of people on here recently you know coming up here shortly um and that's it um i'm going to do some of these solo episodes here and there we do have guest episodes coming up but in between again if maurice isn't around or you know i don't have a uh, co-host to fly with i'm going to fly solo and that's just what we're doing. And, uh, okay. So, yeah, leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We really appreciate that. Um, I am still looking to collaborate with a glass artist. I know I worked, I've been talking with Andrew Tischler a little bit on that. We're, we're going to work on that. But if any glass artist wants to reach out and collaborate, make like a Mind Escape uh, marble terp set or pipe or something, let me know. Because I think we can probably make something pretty cool. Um and yeah check out our documentary as within so without i will play the trailer for that as we get out of here um it's as within so without from ufos to dmt um it's free on our youtube if you want to watch the director's cut that is on our patreon for 777 but you will also get all the exclusive interviews and segments that we've done on there and i'm trying to think if there's anything else we have a merch store um new designs on there. I put the new mind escape logo on, on shirts and stuff in there. So you can check that out. 
Um, and I think that's it. But I just, like I said, I just wanted to thank everybody that's helped support the show. I'm trying to build a community of, again, original thinkers, original artists, musicians, people that are into these mysteries. Let's get it going here. I'm sick of seeing what's going on out in the world. You know, I, I just, we need to do better, everybody. We just do. We need to step it up. More knowledge. Start using epistemology. Theory of knowledge. Where do where do things where does the knowledge that you're putting into your mind come from? Your mind is just another organ in your body. You can't feed this thing shit. You gotta feed you gotta take care of this thing. Um so but yeah. I just wanted to say uh, I love everybody. Stay safe out there, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Peace. I don't have to believe something's here. There's no question about that. They are not just from this planet, but based on the characteristics they're most often described having, that they're simply us from the future. It was um, the biggest aircraft I've ever seen in my entire life. It was semi-translucent, it seemed. We see four orange orbs flying one after another, basically in formation. Um, I think in a way, you know, you could call a UFO a flying dream. Out of the cornfield, that seven-foot-tall, gray, menacing, communion-looking alien, or whatever you want to call it. Because it can be a multitude of things, of deities, of godlike creatures, of aliens. The reality that we experience on a day-to-day -day basis seems to be this very, very thin slice of, of something far larger and far more complex. As within, so without. From UFOs to DMT.